You seem hungry. Good thing your table is ready with Saturday Omaha. Saturday Omaha. Eat this. Hey, this is Dave with Saturday Omaha, and uh, we are here on another episode of our Food Recognized Food Format, where we talk to people in and around the restaurant industry. And uh, I am fortunate enough to be sitting in KOS Studios at the moment. Um, there's the there's was some construction happening in the background, but we're just going to pretend it's very large termites. If you hear anything, um, and so we'll make sure to stomp on them as as needed. But uh, more importantly, I am sitting here with Paul Urban, Chef Paul Urban of Block 16, uh, a perennial Omaha favorite. Paul, how you doing? I'm good, man. Thanks so much for having me on. Longtime listeners of the show may recall that uh, you and I and Jess Urban of also Block 16 had a very nice conversation a long time ago. I think you guys were actually my very first guests on, you know, getting to know the people in the community of the Omaha area uh, restaurant uh, vibe and uh, associated food producing uh, areas. And so... (laughs) Uh, so that was very cool. I'm so glad to have you back on. This well, is thanks great. for having me. I'm sorry Jess couldn't make it, and she's super bummed, but she got arrested today, so she's in jail. We'll get her out tomorrow. That, but That sounds good. Can I know. get in on the on the breakout plan on that? You yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. all right. Well, uh, right after this, I figured we'd go, and I got I need help with the kids tonight, so that sounds we'll get good. her out. <laughs> that sounds good. I have to ask from our last conversation was, have you stepped in any bowls of menudo since we <laughs> talked last? That's an important question. I'm, I'm positive I have. I'm, <laughs> I'm positive. Yes, yes. I still am a big menudo fan. I still like to eat late night and um, I still have some embarrassing moments. So, yeah. Good. And embarrassing moments with food are, are fun. So yeah, this, yeah. This is it's good. my specialty. <laughs> I, I also have to thank you because <clears throat> sick, uh, since then you you had turned me on to Tix Teco. Um, oh, yeah. Because we had talked about that. My goodness, uh, between that and uh, I guess laterally, La Poblanita uh, is pretty close there. So yeah. you get two totally different types of mole within like a two block area. Right. And then Tix Teco with the quesadilla masa and all the other things they have. It's just, man, just such a great it's stop. So man. good. Yeah. There's a, the new place right behind us too they took over the old oasis spot oh yeah mcsitley right thank you yes yes because yes. i'm always nervous that i'm not pronouncing it properly but wow man like we went over there just to be neighborly and buy a whole bunch of stuff for you know staff meal and we were all texting later that night like did you try this like we have to yeah. go back it's so good it's Dude. so good and it's so close i <laughs> and i haven't been to the brick and mortar yet but i had been to the the food truck a few times when they were right. on 13th and, and little bohemia there and uh, i love the fact that they're doing those fresh pressed tortillas i yes. mean even in the truck he's got the you know the wood press up there and he's got that i think he i think he puts some like beet juice or something in with the masa to make them red and you oh, get yeah, that like red tortilla yeah i was wondering how he was doing that and yeah I, don't know. I had never been to the food truck but i kept hearing all about it and then yeah we just like we saw the sign go up after oasis closed down and i was like oh man yeah <laughs> this is cool so yeah, yeah. what what did you just because i'm nosy now what did you do you remember what you tried when you ordered from there well we f- it was uh it was on a saturday night so we had like it was like 15 of us so we oh, nice. ordered i you know pretty much the whole menu it was just like well give me five of these five of these five of these better give me 10 of those how big are these okay 12 of those you know what i mean it was just like we just ate and i think i, so I cool. took a bunch home and ate it for like three days and it was even great reheated which is tough with you know yeah. fresh pressed tortillas and all it was man it's so good that's fantastic. So it's so yeah. still some moisture in there post uh, yeah, post yeah. heat. Yes, that's so cool, man. Yeah, yeah, that's that's such a great spot, and uh, 
that's that's cool. I, I'm glad because I was sorry to see Oasis go. Man, um, we all were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bummer. Yeah, it no, really no, was. no easy downtown uh, hummus. Although I, kitchen table makes a pretty good hummus down there, right? Too, but right. Um, still, it was nice to get uh, everything there and yeah, get your yeah. falafel and but but yeah. good good that somebody had an opportunity to turn a, a food truck into a, a brick and mortar. So right, right, exactly. So yeah, very very cool, very, very cool. Well, so I mean, things are always happening at Block 16. Um, right. Let's see. Uh, since last we talked, probably a litany of things. Uh, burger fight happened uh, many moons ago. Yeah. Um, let's see. A car ran into the front of the restaurant. So yes. there was that. That was our third window. That that window we've re- replaced three times now. It's been <laughs> shot out. It's been smashed out. And now it uh, it was yeah hit by a car, which thank God nobody was hurt. So Right. It, it, yes. Oh, jeez. And the, what, that same day, didn't another car like roll backwards or something else happened that day that was the car that's what was so crazy we were all we were working and nobody nobody was in the restaurant it was over before yeah and we just heard it sounded like a bomb went off yeah we all all looked up and this car had like smashed into the window and was slowly like rolling away we ran out to see what was going on and we go out there there's nobody in the car and we're like oh geez what the like what is going on there's a screwdriver laying on the ground and (laughs) It was this whole like it was it was like an acid trip. It was bizarre, man. <laughs> Stuff and, happening. Yeah, and uh, so we called the police, and like the door was locked. The driver's door was locked. There's oh. no one in it, and we're like, "What the?" And we checked the other doors, and the passenger door was open. Yeah. And what we kind of figured it ended up being one of the guys that lives upstairs. Really nice guy. Yeah. He had his car parked up the street facing west, and. They, we think that somebody tried to steal it from oh, the passenger side. Yeah, and they bumped it into neutral and got scared and ran away. And it like we have we have these two spots out front that the city lets us use for yeah, curbside, curbside pickup. Yeah, yeah. People always park there, and they'll park there for like a week. And oh, it's geez. it's so frustrating. This was the one time nobody was parked there, and of course <laughs> this car just rolled perfectly, smashed right into the window, and then bounced away. We could. It was just like you can't make that up. You know. Oh my god. Like gosh. twenty minutes before we open, and we're all out there with brooms and you know it's just like yeah glass makes such a horrible mess too yeah yeah Yeah. it's like it sounds like you guys need some of that um like bulletproof plastic a lexan right like window in there so the cars just kind of bounce back off yeah that's a good idea yeah or like a trampoline see how far we can (laughs) shoot back So Jenny Coco was was working down there with you guys for a while, Crazy, and, and at yeah. this point, right, she just is, is head chef at uh, Country Club out west now. Yeah, the Champions Champions, Champions Club. Club. Yeah, really nice place. Yeah, that's and awesome. That was, yeah, it was crazy. Uh, you know, because we she's a, a little bit older than me, um, so I grew up like her and Glenn Wheeler and yeah. uh, Michael Rhodes. These are all like my heroes. You know what I mean? And it was like, man, if I could ever like meet Jenny Coco or I could like go work for Jenny Coco, that would just be. Everything, you know, not to mention the fact that she grew up, she came up in a time where it's already, it's harder, whether anyone wants to argue it or not, it's harder to be a woman in this industry. It's just, sure. you're not given the same breaks. And I've watched it, Jess and I have come up together and I could give you a thousand examples, but when Jenny was doing it, it was, it was even harder. Oh my goodness. And so like, she has always been so impressive and our old house used to be like three doors down from her restaurant. So we really got to know her because we'd walk our dogs and our kids past there and she'd always come out and, you know, just, we just chat and we got to be pretty good friends. And we, uh, 
right in the middle of the pandemic when everyone was kind of finding new jobs. And, you know, we we had, gosh, at least 10 employees that had been with us for seven or eight years that all moved on. Like we fought wow. so hard to keep everyone during the pandemic. And then, you know, the uh, opportunities came up and they were moving on to really cool things. A lot of them, you know, moved out of state and started a whole new career. Our one guy, Octavio, is now running uh the brigade system with uh, one of the guys that started Noma. He's in Colorado, and they're doing all from scratch Whoa. school lunch programs. And oh, it's how like, fun! How can you be mad at anyone? You know what I mean? But yeah. they all left, and then we couldn't get anyone to even show up for an interview. I mean, there was a point. This is this is a hundred percent true. Over two years, we had around three hundred people apply at Block Sixteen. They went okay. out of there. They, I want a job. Every single one of them. I didn't care at that. Like we just. Bring them in. Yes. Yeah. What time do you want to come in? <laughs> 280 of them never showed up for their interview. 280. Whoa. Yeah. So it was, we were just like, we had gotten to the point where I was like, Jess and I had serious conversations. Like, do we cut it down to maybe three menu items? And, you know, you and I just run the kitchen every day. And then oh my we gosh. just, you know, like, cause it, it, it was getting to that point and there was, you know, nothing you can really do, man. We're, we're paying the most we can. We're right. You know, and uh, so then when Jenny came along, I had said something on Facebook, like, you know, like I had made a joke, like, of course, about, hey, no one showed up again today. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) And Jenny Coco was just like randomly like, all right, I'm in. I'll be there. (laughs) And I was like, oh, man, is she like a day drinker or something? Like she's got it. There's no way. And sure enough, like text me two days later and she's like, what, when can I start? What can I do? And I mean, this, this is one of the most accomplished chefs in all of Omaha. Yeah. She did as many dishes as anybody else. She, she showed up every day and it was literally like, what do you want me to do? You want me to scrub the toilets? Do you want me to make soup? Do you want me to do that? Like it was crazy. And so we were just like, if we can have her for a week, awesome. We can have her for a month. Awesome. And she didn't really know. She was coming off of a restaurant closing under, you know, not great circumstances. And everyone hated to see it go. It was right? a gem. And so she was just like, man, I, uh, I I, don't know how long I want to be here. I don't know, you know, how much I can commit to. And we were like, perfect. Let's just let it roll. Yeah. See what happens. She was with us for a year and she came and was like, you know, I, I got this opportunity and I can't pass it up. And we're like, yeah, you definitely can't. So now we're like, (laughs) if only we could afford to belong to a country club so we could come see you. But you know, we still keep in touch and chat all the time. Yeah. I saw something about you raising the uh, price of like the poutine burrito by uh, like 3000%. Yeah. It'd have to be a lot. Yeah. I've seen the rates to get out there (laughs) and I don't golf. So yeah. I mean, well, the only golfing I really do involves windmills, alligators, and yeah. uh, volcanoes, possibly. Yes, yeah. But, uh, that's, Pirate that's, putt and constant blows. Absolutely. Spot, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Great, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Often on this show, I've talked about, you know, the Omaha restaurant community just continually lifts each other up. Yes. Um, when Tired Texan, they, they had a fire over there, and uh, I know that at least one or two or maybe more other restaurants, barbecue places, so theoretically a competitor reached right. out and said, can we help you? Do you need to borrow my smoker? Right. You know, do yeah. you need this thing? And, and or, you know, we had floods a number of years ago. And I know there were restaurants out there just serving free meals for anybody that needed it. Right. Or like in this case, you know, it's, Jenny's like, sure, how, how can I help out? Right, right. Like, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's just incredible. And I, I truly believe that most 
of our local spots would probably give you their shirt off their back if you needed a shirt. I mean, I really do. Yeah, it's definitely turned that way. And it wasn't that way when I was a kid. It was like, you work here, you eat here, you you don't talk nicely about our competition. And now it really, you know, we did a we did a fundraiser for my cousin had a, a baby. Gosh, it was, I think it was four years ago now that we did this, but uh, little Presley was born with uh, SMA, which is, uh, mm. I, I don't want to... I don't want to talk too much about it because I'll probably say something wrong, but it's a horrible sure. degenerative disease that up until very recently, your life expectancy was two years old. Oh, my gosh. And now they have medication that is showing that it, these kids can live like a, a long life, uh, hopefully a, a, a very full life. Yeah. But of course, the medication is absolutely insane. Sure. And so we were like, man, let's. Let's do a fundraiser because her shot's coming up, and I'm talking like several, like tens of thousands of dollars per shot. Oh my it's gosh, insane! So we were like, "Well, let's do this event. We'll call a couple friends, and we're gonna do smoked meats, and we'll call it smoking out SMA for Presley." Yeah. So we had like three friends, and uh, we were like, "Well, let's cook. We'll sell as many um, tickets as we can." Jeff Caturba donated a bunch of his artwork, and like we had raffles. I mean, it was it was all awesome. But then it was like. We're about a month out and uh, Dan Watts, who's like the barbecue master, one of the barbecue masters of Omaha, he's running all the like backlot Back tap. Oh, the, yeah. The yeah. The movie theater pizza. and all that. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's doing all of that. But the guy is like the master of the smoker. He reached out and was like, well, how can I help? Like I've got, he was, I think he was at Cisco at the time. And then Wayne Dingus, you know, I had oh, yeah. talked to Smoke him. Smoke and Barrel? Yep. Yeah. And we went to culinary school together and had lost touch and- I just didn't bother anyone. He reached out and was like, hey, man, I got 25 briskets. I want to donate them. I'll smoke them. I'll show up. And, I mean, it was great. Jenny Coco, all these people just showed up. Glenn Wheeler, Mike Rhodes. You know, it was all. And we we raised over $40,000, and no one asked for a single thing. That's like so cool. They just showed up. They worked. We're in debt to all. David Utterback made some stuff. Like, oh, yeah. it was it Ben Maids. It was just, like, this, like, local culinary rock star community just smoking meat and it was it was so cool man and like, what That's a cool awesome. cause it helped them it helped them get their house which had to be completely uh, like accessible wheelchair accessible oh, yeah, you yeah, know yeah. so uh, the doors are wider the hallways are wide. it's all everything's expensive i can't even imagine you know so right it just it was the highlight of i think my entire life that we were able to help in this manner and that so many people just showed up and they were like what do we do yeah. You know, like it, it's, I, I still get chills thinking about it. So yeah, it's a, it's a great community. I get the feeling anyway that, you know, most folks in the service hospitality industry, a lot of it is I've made this, this food for you to, to nourish you, for you to enjoy and to see that smile on somebody's face is, is probably a lot of the ultimate reward there. And then to be able to use that as a vehicle then to help more people or to help, you know, some little one out that might not otherwise have a great chance. Right. And you just ramp that up and may have literally saved a life there, you know, and, and, and help things out is, and then to have just the community come together to help you do that is beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Especially, I mean, a lot of it, we didn't even ask because you didn't want to bother people. And sure. so the fact that people were just like, yeah, we're in, what do, what do we do? Yeah. And 
really cool. That's really awesome. Cool. Yeah. yeah, and then and then you and uh, and Jess and the kiddos uh, bumped into you guys at Via Farina. So right. uh, John Ray down there was uh, doing the annual uh, clothing drive. Yeah, and so that was cool. So not only did you have a a you know a restaurant in this case Via you know trying to help out the community get people some warm clothes, and then there's other restaurant owners and folks stopping by to help out yet that right. effort. Right. So, well, the muchachos was there. That's oh, a pretty good right. draw too. It was like oh my well, gosh, look at all this food we can come get and yeah and donate so it was yeah win-win i'm I'm glad (laughs) i'm glad you brought up muchachos because nick uh was uh i i think he was only selling nachos i think it was like four bucks or something it was just ridiculously Mm. cheap and and you know he's he's helping out with this drive and i get this box of nachos and it it had to weigh like three or four pounds. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, that man! Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Feed, feeding uh, hearts, hearts and souls. There, that's right. And of course, uh, muchachos. As we are speaking now, opened in Little Bohemia, so oh, we got dude, a brand yeah. place. So cool. That's awesome. If that guy wasn't a Red Sox fan, I think we'd be best friends. <laughs> I really do. I <laughs> he's he's great. We 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 message. You know, we never we've never hung out, but we'll message back and forth on social media. And yeah, he's just he's a solid guy, man. He really is, and with a great product, he. Uh, yeah, we first met him. Oh man, it was like six years ago. He catered my birthday party. Jessica found him on like Instagram and That's was so like, cool. and he only had his one truck at the time. And I mean, I remember when he got it there. He's like, man, I only have three tires and the exhaust went <laughs> out, and so I've been breathing in carbon monoxide. But I made it, and, you know. And then he showed up and like served all this amazing food. Yeah, just cool guy. That's awesome. Yeah, no small achievement. Uh, you and Jess were nominated for a James Beard Award. Yes. So for those that don't know that are listening to this, these are like the Oscars, the Emmys of being in the restaurant industry and a huge, awesome thing for Omaha in general and even more so for Block 16 and and you and Jess. So tell me about this. It's so cool. Uh, it was It was crazy. It was just crazy. Like we – I don't know. I just – I think – when we when we opened Block 16, it was not. I think I've, we've talked about this before. It, our intention was not to open a quick casual restaurant. We were doing a gastro pub, a little bit of fine dining, and then this all happened, and we kind of went with the flow, and we're loving it, and we have no regrets, and we just love it. But then you look at stuff like the James Beard and the Michelin Star and all that, and you're like, okay, well, all that's probably out the window. We don't, you know, have a great wine list and blah blah blah. So. The fact that like we could hit that, it was mind blowing. And we were we were actually, we were doing a we were doing a um, an interview for Milford Magazine. They had come in and they were doing a, a little story on us. Yeah. And uh, I'm not big into getting my picture taken. If you ever see us, it, it's usually like it, Jessica has a. It, it, the best smile on the planet. It's that's just a fact. And then I just don't smile because I get nervous. I don't, you know, I don't love it. But we were like in mid-interview when my phone started to go off, and it was Tim Nicholson from the Boiler Room, and he's like, "Dude, you guys are James Beard nominees." And so if you look at all the pictures in that magazine, we're just beaming, and I'm like bright red, and nice. I'm like, I could like we couldn't even believe it. We just I thought he was like playing a prank on us at first, and yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, we didn't we didn't move past the first round, but Dave Utterback did who. Honestly, man, th- that guy, he deserves he deserves way more than just a James Beard Award. I mean, we we just did his Omakase. Oh, yeah. Uh, like a month or so ago. And, uh, you know, we've done that in New York and Paris. Uh, we've, done, we've done it right. And I've never had anything like it. That guy, is just, he's so skilled and it's just fantastic. like, a, you know, he's a natural. So, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, and he's uh, it, it's just so cool the things that he's producing right there in Benson. Yeah, and then he's always flying back to Japan, like he's researching his craft right continuously and just all in and invested in it and just yeah. super cool. Yeah, just super yeah, cool. just a good guy all the way around. For yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And then uh, I, I have not made it out to Koji yet, his, oh, his other man. spot. So You got to get the KFC bun. The, it's a Korean fried oh, chicken steam bun. Yeah? You got to get everything on the menu. Sure. But that, like, Jess and I went one time. We had a quick date night, and that was one of the things that we, we ate that night. And I was like, man, next time we come back here, I'm just going to get 30 of those, <laughs> and we'll call it good. What I love about Block is you guys are always doing something fun. If folks out there aren't already following your social media, just to look at the either the daily specials or uh, random funny quips, uh, depending <laughs> on which social channel you're on. Right, right. Um, yeah. It's just always good, and and I think you guys have such a a good sense of humor, a good sense of community. Um, you did the YouTube series uh, a while back on reading like one star reviews yes, and those yes, kind of things. Yeah, and yes. uh, just, just it's a fine line. That's for sure. I've gotten <laughs> us into some trouble before. There's always five. There's always five that are upset. And I was like, man, like it's a bummer because I, I've never posted anything maliciously, but then right. like Jessica is always quick to remind me. She's like, you know, people don't know you. So when you're like, Hey, like I said something about like Berkshire holders the other day and uh-huh. I was totally just like, oh, ha ha. And then that, well, the other problem is I'll post something and then I work and then I go home and I, I'm not on my phone, man. I'm with my kids and sure. we're, you know, we'll go fishing and camping. And then I wake up in the morning, I go to post a special and I'm like, why, why are all these people mad at me? <laughs> and there's like five people that are like arguing back and forth and they're like, how dare you post something like this? Look, they don't even have the backbone to answer me. And, and I'm like, no, I'm just not on my phone 24 hours a day. Like I'm camping with my kids. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's a fine line. And you just, I, I hate seeing people upset with us. Even when I, when you post something and you know, like, okay, you're that person, like you're mad probably yeah. all the time. Right. But I still don't like it. You know what I mean? Sure. You have a thousand people that are like, oh, this is so funny. It's that one or two that's like, you're a real jerk. You're like, Oh man, no, I'm not. Yeah, I mean, I don't think. But yeah, yeah, but yeah. We try enough fun. So, <laughs> well, and, and you know, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, if anybody's listening to this, obviously, uh, getting you know to know you um, has been absolutely wonderful. And you're, oh, thank you. you're just a cool, positive guy that wants to make great food, has a lot of heart, um, and you know, really, your your family, both your personal nuclear family mm-hmm. and your restaurant family. You you care for them, and uh, so yeah. If you're if you're seeing posts out there, it's just it's it's okay. It's yeah, just yeah. Light, it's lighthearted. It's all right. You so. hear that one star Google people? Come on. <laughs> what else is happening at at the restaurant besides just uh, you know being awesome? <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, uh, yeah. We just won the travel and tourism award, which was uh, it was awesome. And I think like the best part of it was that they were like, well, we're going to film a video, and what we want you to do is present the award to one of your staff members and we're as much trouble as we went through we lost like i said 90 percent of our staff our longtime staff and then yeah. it was just so hard to, re- to replace them and to bring them in the crew we have right now is 100 percent the best crew we've ever had awesome. i mean i don't i'm barely up on the line anymore and we've got these guys and i don't i i can't start dropping names because i would forget someone but we've sure. got you know like uh wyatt kasalka is one of them that he runs that line and he will run it more efficiently than I ever have, which wow. is saying a lot because it's my restaurant and Jess's restaurant. And we've, we're very organized 
and good at that kind of stuff. But man, why it's up there. And it's just like, I'm always running out there. What are your ticket times? Cause there's a line down the street and he's like, Oh, this one's four minutes. This one's seven minutes. This one's four minutes. And you're just like, wow. And so we've got the staff that is just like, like mind blowing. And it's like, yeah. they're so good that we're almost like nervous to come in every day because we're like, is somebody going to quit? Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> you know what <laughs> you I don't mean? Want to like, disrupt the flow. Yeah. And, like yeah. they're so good. And, uh, so it was cool. Cause we were like, well, we can't just present it to one person. So they let our whole staff come on and we did the video and it was so, so yeah, that's happening. We've got a, a cool. killer crew and, um, we've moved out to the farm, uh, since, uh, since we last talked yeah. just a, a few years ago and we've, we've put a lot into that. That's, I think that has kind of turned into everyone has been asking us for like 10 years, like what's next, what's your next restaurant are you going to do? And we've, we're always looking and I think that the farm has kind of turned into our next thing that we're yeah. really focusing on because it's it's mostly for our children and for our lifestyle and for, you know, it's for them. That's that's it. But it's also going to be this really cool extension of Block 16. Jessica just built by pretty much by herself. I mean, I helped haul wood and stuff, but her yeah. and, our, and our great friend that was our old neighbor, Pat Wortman, have built this geothermal greenhouse out there. And so it basically, it takes air uh, from the outside. It runs it underground. I believe it's 10 feet okay, and about mm -hmm. 250 yards of uh, tubing. And then it heats it and then blows it into the greenhouse. And so the greenhouse is actually underground. We had to have this huge pit dug. Yeah. I saw and, some pictures there. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's crazy, but it's almost a hundred percent self-sufficient because it doesn't, you don't require much energy. It's like something like three cents a day to power it. Oh my gosh. And so we'll be able to grow a lot of our own food. And, you know, we've got pigs right now that we've talked to, we've talked to Wayne Dingus about doing like a, or, and Blaine Hunter as well about doing like oh, yeah. a farm Pokemon. dinner, yeah. you know, just raise we have these really cool pigs that we actually got from Ben Maids of Ocarant. Oh my gosh! Because he's he's got a killer farm <laughs> oh, out. I didn't in, know that. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. He's he did it right before us. He was like the one that was like kind of inspired us to make the jump because we were a little bit nervous. Sure. And, uh, and yeah, so he he was raising these specialty pigs. They're called Cooney Coonies, and oh. they're I think they're the only pasture pigs. So they they huh. free range and they eat grass and they're really cute. Yeah. They don't get quite as big. They're incredibly annoying. Um, but they're cute. Yeah. And, uh, so we, yeah, he, he, he bred his and had a bunch of piglets and we got four of them and now they're, they're here and, wow. um, they're going to have an awesome life until, you know, we're going to, we're going to let them li like stay around, but we, we eventually, we will process them and, and sure. do some kind of fun farm dinner with them. So. Tell me a little bit more about the, about the greenhouse. So what was the, the step that you're like? Yeah, we're gonna do this. Like that was it was a hundred. It was Jessica. She's just like nice. that's. There's so many things. It sounds like I'm kissing her butt, but there's so many things that I love about this woman. But honestly, my favorite thing. Her entire family is notorious for this that they think outside of the box. Nice. And it's half the time I look at her and I'm like, "What are you talking about?" Because I'll be <laughs> like, "Okay, we have no staff and no food. We can't open today." And she'll be like, "Well, what if we did this?" And it's crazy and it might not work but a lot of times most times it does and so yeah, yeah. this she was like i want to build a greenhouse i want to make sure that we can't use the soil that we've got there so we've got to bring in soil dynamics we're going to amend the soil and then that way we know our kids are eating clean we'll be able to produce everything we need for the restaurant it was this whole thing and then next thing i knew it was like a week later and there's a giant 
crane and or a giant uh, digger in our yard. <laughs> is, and uh, is Jess like, out there on the equipment digging yeah, holes? And, yeah, no, so. She, and yeah, she, so yeah, she hired out for oh. it, and thank goodness. And uh, she, she like got a license for that stuff when you yeah, weren't yeah, looking. Yeah, She's yeah. like, well, I actually have been going to night school for high uh, construction equipment, right? Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it just kind of started, and now oh it's, it's almost done. It was a lot more work than. Um, we initially thought, but between her and Pat, man, it's close. I mean, there we've already That's grown cool. some a few things here and there just for the kids to eat. But uh, the yeah. kids already dug them all up and ate it all. So, how big is it roughly? It's uh, seventeen feet tall. Okay, forty-eight feet long, twenty feet wide, maybe. It's pretty large. Yeah, it's pretty good size. It's good size, especially yeah. when you talk about that. Yeah, forty-eight feet, and then it's, so it's so the, from the pictures that I saw, so there's a larger trench that was dug. Yep, and that was put down there, and with the the geothermal, is that is that just because the ground so far down just never freezes and stays a little bit warmer, or or how are you able to get that heat or, or keep the electricity cost down so low. How does that work out? You get down to a certain point in the earth and there's pockets where it's, and with, with this one, I think it's like 55 degrees. And okay. so we have the tubes stick out of the ground yeah. on one part of our pasture. They suck the air in, heats it up to 55 and then blows it in um, through the fan. Uh, and so they only run when they need to. And there's a okay. thermostat in there that'll kick, it kicks everything on and off as you need. Neat. And uh, so like our house is, run on geothermal oh, and wow. the, like the whole point of that is well there's lots of points to it but sure the cool thing is they they basically for that they drill down to the, they find a pocket of air that's 62 degrees and so that way your house is always 62 degrees but if you want it to be 70 you turn it up to 70 but then your heater is only working from that 62 rather than from zero and so gotcha. it, it's very cost efficient yeah it's, it's it's good for the planet so it's uh, yeah so it's all it's pretty interesting and yeah. um so yeah, we've got trees planted in there now. Wyatt actually, the guy, he's he's this like he knows a lot about trees. I mean, like <laughs> we knew he knew a lot about, it, but I stopped into Indian Creek Nursery to grab something, and I had my Block 16 hat on, and she was like, "Oh, do you know Wyatt? That guy knows everything about trees. He's in here all the time, and he knows." And I'm like, "Yeah, we bought all of our trees. So we've got a banana tree, we've got a bunch of citrus trees, and it'll grow year really? round. Yeah, yeah." It's really, it's really pretty neat. Fig tree and a uh, whoa, yeah, yeah, pretty fun. Whoa, um, I, I, I was thinking, you know, I was thinking like, okay, you know, I don't know, lettuces and microgreens and carrots and things like that. Yeah, I, yeah. My head did not go to bananas and citrus that that was even capable in, you know, this area. Right, that's well, wild. The kit that Jessica found for this, it's kind of a bare bones kit, but it's from. I want to say it's like Alliance. It's somewhere in western Nebraska, maybe Alliance. Okay. And the the name of it is Greenhouse in the Snow uh, or Citrus in the Snow. Citrus in the Snow. It's one of those things. One of those things. Yeah, but like the guy, if you go, his name's Russ. You go and look at his website. He's He grows lemons and limes and oranges in like the middle of like winter. Oh, like, my gosh. There's 10 feet of snow outside. And so, yeah, it's just kind of. Um, kind of fun. Wow. Being being a fan of a good fresh margarita, that is, right. sounds like yeah, the most yeah. freshest, bestest, more betterest uh, margarita <laughs> ever. That's well, it, yeah, it'll be fun. And that's, you know, we wanted uh, we we're growing stuff that's all native to Nebraska and Iowa, but like the banana and the citrus and stuff we do, we have those and those are, it's. Those are more for the kids sure. and for aesthetics. Like it's it's beautiful in there, and like some, yeah, some so bright think, like, colors. Yeah, like Jess's vision is like 
you know, a, a smaller version of Lawrence and Gardens where you can just go in there like her and uh, she and my oldest daughter are both just as a fantastic artist and Evelyn is showing that she's going to be as well. And so I've got some really cool photos of them. They sit out on that pasture in front of the greenhouse and they paint. We've got water across the road from us oh and they gosh. paint out there and everything. So it's it's a whole vision and it's pretty neat. It's wow. been a lot of work, but it's nice. The, the block 16 utopia there. That's just, yeah. I, I mean, but, but truly though, I mean, just uh, it, that has to be amazing seeing, you know, Jess and, and your kiddo out there, like, first of all, bonding through art and then right. painting the land in front of them. That's, that's beautiful enough for that. And, yeah. uh, you know, Jess is also a very accomplished photographer and a very good food stylist as well. Right. And so she's got that eye for, for all of those things. Yeah. So. It runs in her family for sure. That's, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. It's a, it's a very special place We're we're super lucky that we stumbled wow. upon it and, we're able to make it happen. So, so how long have you been out at the farm now? Um, it'll be three years in August. Gotcha. So yeah, we kind of, it's a long story, but we were, <laughs> we were just looking for land. We, we had, we bought a camper cause we wanted to be outside more. Sure. And, uh, um, then we camped a couple times and we were like, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it, but you're still like the, where we went, you still just park your camper next to 30 other campers on right. concrete. You know what I mean? Right. So we were like, man, what if we just, could afford like five acres somewhere we can just go park this thing and in that search we found this farm and we were like man like we we were really nervous to do it because we're like well what if we don't like it it's a 30 minute drive each way and you know and we laugh every day now because we're out there and we're just like man especially coming from block 16 it's busy you know what i mean oh yeah between that and social media and just like uh, it's a very busy crazy life and it can it can be a lot and we once you turn onto our final dirt road, we're on about I think it's like five miles of dirt road, and as soon as you hit the rock road, you have no cell phone service, and you're just out there. So yeah. it's just like you, the coyotes, the bald eagles, and nature. And it is I I almost feel like a deceased family member in heaven blessed us with this because I, I yeah. don't know if I would have even been alive at this point. I you know I I it's just such a hypertension life sure. that we lead. And we found this, and it has just been, like, such a blessing. We, we just love it. You've got the greenhouse. The greenhouse is cranking. You're going to be growing things in there. Yep. You've got the pigs. Uh, I think there's some alpacas hanging out yep. there. Yeah. yeah. We have uh, the alpacas um, that are really fun. Um, we have six goats. Nice. Um, four of them are they're fainting goats. So oh, awesome. Like, so, yeah. they, <laughs> have they you seen them? Have they fainted on you? Oh, they used to faint all the time. When we first got them, they – like there, there was actually this really funny when we first got them, the guy we got them from was like, man, you gotta, you gotta lock them in their pen yeah. for three days and don't let them out, feed them and water them in there. And that way they know this is where they need to be. Okay. And, uh, we had put them in this like metal, like half moon looking thing. And we're, you know, we had never done this. So we're like, this is weird. Like we're keeping them <laughs> locked in here, but that's what he said to do. So we had our, our dog who is as passed away Hmm. but he on the last day before we were going to let him out he was kind of wandering around he had his nose to the ground he knew something was up and he went over there and he went into their pen and you just heard (laughs) and they're all passing out and then they all started peeing so there was like pee shooting everywhere it was the craziest thing and our dog was peeing and running away and it was just like it was hilarious and uh so we got them and then we have two little like uh, pygmy goats they're real tiny and they get into everything <laughs> but we got those um 
Dean Dvorak from Plum Creek Farms came yeah. out when we first bought the place, and he helped us set up our chicken coop. We've got about 26 chickens. Oh, my gosh. Um, and some ducks. And when we were out there, he's like, you know, your pastures have a lot of, like, uh, pigweed in them. He's like, you need some goats. They'll take care of all of that. They're lawnmowers. Nice. And so that's why we got them, and that's their whole purpose. And so we don't milk them. We don't – we're never going to process them or anything like that. We actually spent – three months saving the life of one of them that had he got tangled up in a fence by oh no doing something dumb and i went out there to feed him one night and i could hear him all like bleating and yeah i looked out there and he was hanging upside down on the side of this gate oh my gosh and his bones were sticking out of his ankle oh my and gosh i i think i ran first back in the house and got a shot of whiskey and then i ran back out and <laughs> i helped him down and it was bad, like the bones oh. were poking out. And so I, I popped them back into place. Just I didn't know what I was doing, but I was like, these don't go here. So I popped them back in. And then we started to call veterinarians, like the 24-hour ones. And yeah. everyone was like, you're going to have to put them down. The hooved animals can't live on three legs. It's because they put too much pressure. It's, it's a whole thing. And we finally found this guy. He's like, you know, you're going to have to try and come up with a splint and then get here at six o'clock in the morning and it's like an hour drive and he's like, I'll take a look at him. Yeah. But at this point I was already like four shots of whiskey deep. So I'm like, now I gotta get up at five in the morning and bring a goat to this place. <laughs> and, uh, but we, I brought him in, I held him down for about an hour and a half while this guy cleaned it all out. We had raided our kids craft kit and got popsicle sticks and made him a little splint and everything. So we really like put our all into this and then he cleaned it out. He bandaged it up and he's like, you got about a 30% chance of it living. And wow. uh, the, the bad part is you have to keep it dry. If it gets wet, it's over. So it rains all the time that year it did. And oh, so we're out there with like plastic bags. I'd go, we don't use plastic bags. So we'd have to go to Baker's and specifically buy a couple things. So we'd have plastic <laughs> I bags. I need a pack of gum and some whiskey yeah, and, and yeah, like a yeah. bag for each, please. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> and we'd have to tie it up, keep it. And then we'd have to give him shots three days a week. And so my daughters would I'd go out there and pinch his skin for me and I'd uh -huh. have to jab a needle in his neck and like, and we saved him. He's fine. He's He's annoying and he gets into everything. And so, so yeah, so we've got them. We've got all the chickens and does the goat have a name? Yes. Out of all the animals in the the entire property, which there's like 70. Yes. I haven't gotten to name any of them. The, <laughs> so I got to name the robot vacuum. That was it. I named, <laughs> I named him Hawkeye. And that was it. But so I think his name is Sweet Pea. Okay. Because everything is uh, named after plants. So okay. There's all like right. Fern, Sweet Pea. Sweet Woodruff. There's all these names, but he's Sweet Pea. I know that for sure, but I can't keep the rest of them That's fair. on track. That's so cool that you're so persistent. Like, listen, we're going to, we're going to say, I'm going to keep calling until somebody's going to help me yeah, out. Yeah. And then, wow. Yeah. We're wow. a solid team. And yeah. So yeah, now we've got, we just got uh, uh, some baby pheasants and some quail. And oh, wow. we back up to this open land that it's like a the woman that we bought the house from owns it and it's like it's like 140 acres and it's like oh, out wow. of national geographic it's gorgeous it's just and it's just pure wildlife you can go fishing back there it's like it's gorgeous and there's a their masked bobwhite quail are somewhat endangered in this area uh, because of the from what i understand the turkey population is kind of running them out oh and so we got a couple dozen of these 
mass quail and from what everything we've we're just learning as we go but and then we got the pheasants and we're just raising them and we're going to release them and just kind of help you know repopulate repopulate yeah so and what we've learned is like the quail they say after it's like six weeks you can let them go and they're i mean they're tiny yeah but then they have like a 0.04 percent chance of survival or something ridiculous like that so we're going to raise them like Big. Quite a while, yeah, because there's a lot of coyotes and there's a lot of bobcats out there. So we're gonna we're gonna give them the best shot we can, and you know, just see what we can do. It's a lot of fun. Is, it's just like it is uh, like just feeding them poutine to get them all like big and hearty. Yeah, or yeah. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Being so close to the production of of the food has this affected your cooking or or philosophy towards cooking in any way, or is this more just like you know, wow, I'm just very in touch with these ingredients. I'm, I'm curious, how, how's it affected you as a chef? I'd say, I think it's both. We're just, we are like, we've always been kind of infatuated with knowing where your food comes from. Yeah. So seeing it go like, you know, from seed to finished product, when a lot of times like our kids, our little kids, have, they're the ones that planted, you know what I mean? And then it's like, well, guys, like we're going to serve this. You can try try one tomato, but we're going to serve the rest of them. And that way you can kind of see. And it's also, but it's also helped for me anyways. And I, I can't speak for Jessica, but I, I think it's helped us both kind of show a little more restraint mm. uh, when you know, I mean, we do some pretty crazy specials and we like to layer a lot of flavors, but you know, like sure. we also, we raise bees. We have like 20,000 bees right now. Oh, wow. And they're, the honey is super unique. It's super floral just because of that's what's in our pasture and that's what's around, yeah. you know? And so it's, it's really different. And we're like, man, like you get something cool like that. And we sell it. We're all, we're all sold out right now, but we sell it in little jars, but we also use it. And it's like, okay, let's put it on a chicken sandwich and then let's do this slaw and we'll do some pickles and we'll do that. And then it's like, well, wait a minute. Like at what point are we going to lose the flavor of that honey that, you know, took a lot of what those bees are not easy to keep. Oh yeah. And you know, it's like, so, so yeah, it's, I think it's kind of helped us like just appreciate simple flavors a little bit more. So that's awesome. You know, that's beautiful. Well, and yeah, and to highlight those specific ingredients or, or those things, because, you know, whether, you know, if there's a, a block special where it's, you know, an ice cream cone shell with macaroni and cheese stuffed in a burrito, <laughs> yeah. which is obviously, you know, awesome. Or it's just like maybe it's like here's a, a honey taster with a, I don't know, a separate bite of chicken and then right, eat yeah. these two things or whatever. Yeah. But that, that's beautiful that, that you get a really – connect from each end of, of the spectrum there from sure. start to finish. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. We're loving it. What other ingredients from the farm so far have made their way to the Block 16 menu? I mean, obviously, you don't have to list all of them, but like, yeah, what, yeah. what else is kind of traveling that, that people are getting to experience the, uh, you know, the Jess and Paul farm here at, yeah. the, <laughs> at, at the restaurant? I mean, it's been a, a lot of produce. Um, we've, we've done pretty well with the garden over the last couple of years. Um, um, the chives, when the kids don't eat them all, our kids eat chives like like they're Skittles or something. They're just like, <laughs> and you can always tell they get in the car for school and you're like, oh man, did you guys eat chives? <laughs> like y'all smell like, like onions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're back there like a handful of them. Just like, we're like okay, we're going to have to brush our teeth before we go in. But uh, Mr. Um, Urban, the kids are bringing chives in their backpack again. Yeah, exactly. Book, yeah, yeah. Bookmarks and yeah. yeah anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that and the honey and we've got, uh, uh, we have like a little, uh, uh, sales case now in block 16 where you know we'll have like farm eggs and we'll have nice um you know eventually hopefully some flowers just wants to grow and cut flowers and so does ben ben and ashley maids are 
starting a little a flower program, so we'll oh, be cool. able to sell some of their stuff. So been a little bit of everything. We have brought a couple of chickens in that um, uh, one of them attacked um, my daughter. So oh. So we did serve that at Box 16. <laughs> um, but, you know, we don't, we're, we're really not. sandwich. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. It was, it was for safety, but yeah, we're, we really didn't go into it with like, I don't think either of us has the desire to consistently raise animals mm. for, we're just not that type of people. That, sure. So, you know, someone's got to do it, but I'm, uh, we're happy to process the pigs at some point in time, mm-hmm. but other than that, I think we're kind of more of a no-kill type of place. Sure. Like we, you know, Focusing we, on we the love produce to see, more. Like, yeah. You know, we have these Copper Marin chickens that we got Evelyn for her fourth birthday. They're going to be three years old here pretty soon, which is a long time for a chicken. Yeah. So their eggs are like the size of ostrich eggs right now. <laughs> and, you know, and they don't produce them quite as often. And But it's like they're going to stay there forever and they're going to live a cool life, a great life and a long life and longer than most chickens. And I don't know, it feels good. It really, and it's honestly just feels good seeing them around. You know, you pull in and there's like, Oh, go to the right. Got to go around the chickens. And you know, this is fun. It's, it's fun. Yeah. The vibrant and life and, and, and the diversity of, of creatures that are are living there too. And, and especially like with the bees, um, you know, there's been situations with, uh, and in fact, I saw something with the hive, uh, this last week or week before that there was a disease or something running through and this beekeeper had to, had to expunge his own hive. And I'm sure that's gotta, that's gotta hurt, but you raising bees and things, helping the the pollination process and, and, and those things in general, um, and just getting to know, um, these creatures and, and how they live and, and producing these things is, is awesome. That has to be, you know, you having, you know, being a chef and, and being creative, through food, and this is a another method. I'm guessing to to kind of have your your mind be able to exercise that creativity and learn and bring right, these yeah. things in. That's super cool. Yeah, it's been a it's been a huge blessing. It's something we're like, man, I wish we could have we could have done this ten years ago. You know, we're both over forty now, and we're like, but we couldn't have done it ten years ago. We sure. couldn't have swung it. So it's it was it was all for the kids. It really was, and it still is. I mean, they're our kids eat great i mean they they're eating clean they're right now they're not watching tv there we don't we have one tv somewhere in the house but they're outside uh with carrying a chicken i can guarantee you right now i can check our security <laughs> camera and they're probably carrying chickens around or you know like the the barn cat but yeah then it was just like once we were out there we're like this is awesome and then we're like well gosh we could like have chickens for block 16 we could grow some stuff or we could we're here we can do all this and so it was like such a cherry on top where our block and the farm and and what kind of what's coming up and happening next that you kind of have in mind or is it just like hey we need to you know continue what we're doing because we're doing a lot yeah yeah well it's it's both i mean we do have some stuff coming up we've got a we're teaming up with um food for hunters they're it's another one just found them on instagram and they just like they just do all foraged hunted trap i don't think they trap but hunted fished local food and the stuff they do is crazy i mean and they they don't do pop-ups they're not they're not a restaurant they're a couple and but they love to make food and it's beautiful and so she contacted him was like hey why don't you guys do a pop-up here and so they're doing it and that's coming up in a few weeks and um we're looking forward to that for sure we've got another pop-up in the works where 
this is uh this is it's ridiculous but it's going to be awesome <laughs> so and it's it's not we don't have a date set or anything but i don't know if you remember or if you were around when we did the taco makase no okay so this was this was cool this was another one i was really proud of we had these guys make us these boards they were like three feet long and they had like beveled out these little like the divots in these boards yeah, yeah. and then we had it was 18 courses from 18 chefs in omaha all tacos so nice. like david utterback did like a baby squid taco and ben maids did something i was like we had all like literally the best chefs and you got 18 tacos miniature tacos well we still have those boards oh yeah and we've never used them since so i was like man like i want to do something where it's all really legit on those boards so You'll come in and I picture someone with like really good mezcal walking around, pouring drinks for people. These boards are around, there's tostadas, there's, you know, tacos, there's all this really like legit good stuff. But then in the supper club, I want to get a kiddie pool and I want to set the Guinness Book of World Records for the largest seven layer bean dip. (laughs) (laughs) Right? So... So we've yes. looked into it and we have all the numbers and we've contacted Guinness. <laughs> uh-huh. So it's going to happen. And so that way, like, not only do you come and you get really good food and you can eat the bean dip, but you're also a part of history. That's right? beautiful. Yeah. So that's it. Please keep me posted on this. I, it, I, it'll I, be I, coming, man. We'll do it. It's, it has to happen. You know what I mean? It's one of those things like if you have an idea and you're laughing by the end of it or by the time you're talking about it, it's got to happen. So it'll happen. That's good advice for life, and, yeah, 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 and you, you yeah. know, and and you guys are always just doing fun stuff. And um, thanks. And it, you, what I love too is, I mean, you know, with all these accomplishments, we you know we talked about earlier, you know, James Beard nominee and all these things. Somehow, you guys always have the balance between like excellence in food, excellence in being a chef, yet you're always down to earth, part of the community, having fun, um, and just your your kind of general life ethos is is just fun to be a part of um in in the food community in omaha and everybody that you know travels through omaha and stops through. thank I, you so much you that's so nice to crush say. it thank you that means a lot it really does that's so, so. cool that's no, so cool thank yeah. you well mr paul urban thank you so much for being here of and course talking talking block 16 and everything else with me um and if folks aren't following you out there already just uh being on on twitter or any of this you know instagram facebook to catch the the 10 a.m special is always a good thing um you know your menu is approachable fun you do everything from you know uh, a loaded french fry to a take and bake lobster tail i mean just right, you know yeah. whatever strikes your fancy and, and i i love it so thank you so much it means awesome. a lot and thanks for having me this was awesome for sure for sure oh i have to thank you for one last thing okay on our last episode we we had talked about um that uh, you are a fan of the the don and millie's uh, double Don or cheeseburger, if I recall. Double cheeseburger. Double yeah, cheeseburger. Double Don, yeah. Uh, there you go. I, I happen to have had one within the last few days, and I always think of that conversation. So just remember that James Beard nominee, Paul <laughs> Urban of Block 16, says it's okay every once in a while to have that fast food burger because it's delicious. It's 100% right. it is. <laughs> I think they still do like a free cookie in the afternoon, too. If I'm, I'm a diabetic, so I don't ever get it, but I think... <laughs> 
Fair, fair enough. Yeah. You, you could you could donate the, uh, that cookie to someone in yes, need. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, yeah. again, Paul, thank you so much. And I know Jess couldn't be here today, but but yeah. my my best to her and and the and the family. Thank you. Um, and and I truly appreciate you guys. You you've um, let me into your your house. That being Block Sixteen, we've had some great conversations. I appreciate it so much. Well, thank you so much for all the support. We we love it absolutely. And Thanks. we'll sign it off there on Saturday, Omaha. This is Dave Zorko uh, with Paul Urban of Block 16. Go check them out and probably already know. If you don't, go see them. Um, And we'll say until we eat again, stay hungry. Bye. Our show is recorded and produced by Fatterday Omaha. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, as well as email FatterdayOmaha at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and stay hungry. Saturday Omaha. Eat this.